What's up, fandom? I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Meg. And man, it's it's been a while since we've all we've all been together and had a nice chat. Yeah. Uh, life has been happening. Life comes at you fast. I was just about to say, I was trying to think of who was it? Was that, was that Allstate or is it Progressive? I don't remember. Who's it's the, not who's Geico. Come at, comes at you fast. I think it's Allstate. I think it's all right? of them. It's all of them. They all, all say insurance. that. <laughs> all insurance, guys. Um, but yeah, so uh, today uh, on the fandom, we're going to be talking about the 2018 film Ideal Home starring Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan and others that were also in the film. Mm-hmm. But mainly Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan because they're like the main two people in the thing. So this is my fourth ever Paul Rudd film that I've seen. Congrats. And three of my four Paul Rudd films I've seen in quarantine. And they are... Uh, I've seen Night at the Museum, but that was a long, long time ago. Uh, he played the boyfriend of the mother. And then my sister finally made me watch Ant-Man and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. And now I've seen Ideal Home. So yeah, there we go. I'm... I've seen, I guess, Night at the Museum. I didn't even, I didn't even clock the fact that he was in that. Uh, and then I've seen this and then I saw 15 minutes of Ant-Man, decided I didn't like it, and then stopped watching. Well, I, I decided I didn't like Ant-Man based on the previews. So I was like, nah, I'm all right. I'm a pass on this one. Um, yeah, so this same thing. Like, I got introduced to this during quarantine. Uh, my friend Charlie was like, hey, watch this show. It's It's super funny and cute. And I was like you know what? It's March. I'll take super funny and cute <laughs> at this point in time. Um, and yeah, so that's what happened. And I was thoroughly impressed with it. I didn't know what I was getting into for just like a, a little cheesy indie film. Um, that's what I thought it was going to be. And yeah, I uh, my expectations were surpassed. Um, the only thing that would have been great is if Rachel Ray would have made a cameo in this film. Yeah, you know, they, they named her was so many times. Right? I was like, I was, it's coming. It's coming. I was waiting for them to like at least have maybe like the back of her head. Mm-hmm. But it's like a stunt double that whose the back of their head looks like the same as that of Rachel we did, Ray. We did get the picture of her. We got the picture. We got the picture of her. And it was like uh, uh, one of the many times. Um, so spoilers from here on out for Ideal Home. Uh, you can watch it you know on it's on amazon right now or just you know buy it not on canadian amazon (laughs) i'm sorry so i watch it on amazon with ads and this film was not designed for commercial breaks and they don't do any sort of fade out and fade in they just Mm. cut directly to the commercial oh no and so there's this one bit where i had uh stood up to go and refill my drink and the TV was still playing. And then I was like, okay, it's the food show filming something about dishwashers. Why is this character talking about dishwashers so excitedly? And it, it was, it was the ad. So I do have one big question. Was there a Taco Bell ad? No, that seems Mm. like the most missed opportunity I've ever heard of. Uh, I would like to know if the screenplay originally had Taco Bell in it and they, or, or if they like made up a fast food restaurant, assuming that, Oh, we couldn't get it. Or if it was a different fast food restaurant. Cause like the Taco Bell stuff is just so specific. Uh, and it was really fun and it's, it's got me craving it. Right. Um, literally after Charlie and I watched, ideal home we went out and we got taco bell so there was a month in college where all i ate was taco bell um i mean so you lived outside the bun for a whole a whole (laughs) i was working on a on a personal project in the animation lab and that was the uh that was the restaurant quote unquote that was closest to i sorry the the quote unquote was it was in our 
food court. So I wasn't leaving campus to go to a Taco Bell. There was a Taco Bell on campus. I wasn't going to judge you if you were going to, if if you were leaving campus to go to Taco Bell. Neither of us were. I mean, it's, it's Mexican jazz. (laughs) Mexican jazz. Like, I want a shirt that just has like the Taco Bell logo and it's just like Mexican jazz. Like that's what I want. That may be the first Wolf merch that we come up with. I don't think we can get the rights to Taco Bell though. If if Taco Bell is Mexican jazz, what does that make actual Mexican food? Classical like music. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> What does that make Chipotle then? If Taco (laughs) Bell is Mexican jazz, what does that make Chipotle? Chipotle, if... Okay. Oh, boy. Chipotle then is like experimental electronic funk rock. Then is is, is Cadoba Mexican ska? I was... No. Oh. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. What is Cadoba? You don't have a Cadoba? Oh, we don't Cadoba's have Cadoba. Delicious. It's a uh, better Chipotle. Okay. It's like it's Chipotle, but they don't charge you to put queso on stuff. Wow. There you go. Or guac. You put hmm. guac in. Well, so I had Taco Bell for a whole month, and then my sister took me out for a salad, and I got sick. Yeah. Oh, so, no. There you go. At Truth that be point, told. at that point, your your whole entire body is like mild and fire sauce. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's running through your veins. Yeah, like putting any sort of real lettuce in there, not like that fake play lettuce, Easter grass lettuce that Taco Bell uses. Yeah, like real any salad. mosquito that tries to bite you will just die instantly. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, ah, <laughs> too much. Too much seasoned beef. Yeah. I'm just dead. Truth be told, I've never in my life craved Taco Bell. You've never lived. No, I've just had better Mexican <laughs> food. <laughs> I've had better Mexican food. Too. I would say because but, I've never yeah. I would say because I've never craved Taco Bell, I have truly lived. No. See, see, you've lived, but you can live moss. Mm. <laughs> Taco Bell, please sponsor us. Isn't that Taco please. No, that's Taco Bell. Uh, so okay. I love the Crunchwrap Supreme. I wouldn't have added bacon. That Same. Does, that doesn't seem like. I would have added bacon. Okay. Uh, my favorite thing they have were those like cinnamon. Oh, the cinnamon twists? Yeah. Uh, no, not not the twist, the like little dough. They were like donut holes. Oh, the Cinnabon donut holes. And then holes. they have the frosting inside mm-hmm. them. That does yeah. sound delightful. Yeah, yeah it's like the Cinnabon donut holes. They're all oh, they're delicious. But oh man, I love the cinnamon tr- twists. It's it's basically like just like chicharron with uh freaking cinnamon sugar on it, and you're like delicious. Is this gonna be just 40 minutes of us talking about Taco Bell? That's what the movie was. The movie was basically <laughs> one big ad for Taco Bell. Okay, but like the food in the movie sounded fancy. It did. But none of it sounded more delicious than Taco Bell. Right? I mean, yeah. At it's first, like, the pork tenderloin at the end sounded nice until he was good. like with goat cheese. And I was like, what are yeah, you doing? Oh, like, I, mm. think, I think polenta with goat cheese is a good idea. Really? I love polenta. Yeah. Is, I've I like never goat had cheese, goat though. cheese. Is it creamier or? Yeah. And it's like a little it's sharper. A to it? Yeah. Okay. I liked where he, I like where he went with the like, with the caramelized apples. I was like that. This kid yeah, knows yeah. what he's talking about now. So the, the polenta is a side dish. So you can have the park, the, the park loin. You can have the pork loin with your caramelized apples and, and whatever. And you just yeah. don't have to scoop up the goat cheese polenta onto your plate. Nice. I, I would like that. to try it. I don't Cause I've never had goat cheese. So, I mean, never, you know, never know. Uh, but yeah, like the first time when he's like, I want Taco Bell and uh, like Steve Coogan has made him some sort of vegetable dish. And I was just like, with a homemade tortilla. And he's, yeah. And I was just like, yeah. nah, yeah. Taco Bell sounds better, bro. 
what grocery store did they go to that they could have bought an Xbox One at the grocery store? They, they went to they went to Walmart. Walmart. They oh. went to Walmart because he says it. He says uh, oh, right. He, he like, doesn't. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. The Walmart or something <laughs> they, along those lines. They spent the, the all Walmart. The Walmart or the what? Or the wall place or something. Yeah. The big, the big blue one. <laughs> and then uh, Paul, who is played by Paul Rudd. So I think we should just call him yeah, Paul Paul. Just... Um, so Paul Red Paul. Paul. Is like, Rudd Paul. Uh, he's like, that place is owned by like crazy conservatives. You can't shop there. And Erasmus is like, it was heaven. <laughs> Everything was so cheap. Uh, I, I like the uh, uh, the cashiers, like, you know, all the Xbox and candy and the, all the booze. And it's like, you guys having a party? He's like, no. Like, oh. that's one thing that I hate whenever, you know, you buy stuff at um, or or you or if it's like the beginning of the year and you're trying to eat healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got like salads yeah. and stuff. And like the cashier is like, oh, going on a diet. Like, I, it's just like. I've been on a diet for four years. I've lost 130 <laughs> pounds. Like you just like dead yeah. look them in the eye and just like, just lie. They're like, uh-huh. no. So I was a bagger at my local grocery store through high school to get some of that money to pay for marching band, uh, which mm. was expensive. But, uh, you know, sometimes you try and talk with the customers. And so there was a lady coming through and she had, you know, all vegetables and stuff, but the person behind had like 16, two liter bottles of root beer and the big buckets of vanilla ice cream. Um, and since I grew up in Utah, that was like definitely going to be for some sort of church youth mixer night. They're making floats for a bunch of people. Yeah. And so I'm trying to be friendly. And I say to the lady in front of him, like, Oh, ho ho, looks like someone back there is planning a party. And she just sniffs and looks at me and goes, well, at least everything I'm buying is healthy. And I was like, oh, okay, never talking to people again. My bad. You should have been like, this is full of salmonella. And she's like, throw it <laughs> in the bag and like walked off. You should have just like opened one. If they had a package, like packaged meat, just open it up, lick it, and then reseal it. You're like, you're right. It's healthy. <laughs> like, throw- Definitely how, not poisoned. How would I have paid for my marching band if I got fired for that? You know you're uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. You Girl could, Scout cookies? Have you ever sell Girl Scout cookies? I have you ever seen a marching band busking? No, you're never too old for Girl Scout cookies. You just you buy the Girl well, Scout I... cookies and then you sell them for like a fifty cent markup. Or you uh you just take your entire marching band and you busk on the street. Uh, things I did to earn money for marching band. One, I worked at that grocery store. Uh, two, we got a fundraiser where uh, Brigham Young University has a huge 4th of July event called the Stadium of Fire. And somehow they paid our marching band to come in after the fireworks show was done and clean the stadium. And we got paid per like portion of the stadium that we cleaned up revolting like my job oh. was taking cups of soda and pouring them into a bucket yeah and taking that full bucket of soda down the stairs and oh, dumping it no. into a trash can and then when the trash can was full wheeling it over to a drain oh, and just pouring no. it anyway yeah. we stayed up all night and we didn't even get finished um did my you senior make year bank, though did you make a lot I of did. money i did there I did. Go. I made a good amount of money. Um, senior year, I finally got a fancier job, and I was a waitress. A at an fancier old folks job? Home. Yeah. <laughs> then at, being at the grocery that? store. No, I was a waitress at an upscale old folks' home. Ooh. Oh, for the ritzy old folk. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it was a, it was just a cafeteria situation, but like we had to dress up nice and take order you know write down orders and and everything even though there was like it was a very boring menu that was like the same every every week but they had like it was ritzy so they had fancy chandelier like lights in it and like the nice looking hotel carpet and stuff but it was a very fun job but would also be a very sad job because you would get to know the regulars 
Uh, but one Christmas uh, flu swept through oh, no. all the residents. We lost 17 residents like oh, in the no. three weeks before Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. So... I, I didn't mean to laugh at that. But like when you were going there, I'm like, oh, here it comes. It's here coming. It comes. And I did. I had one other job. I can't remember what it was. Was oh, it well. as glamorous as stadium cleaning? Did you like? No. And then college, I have sewer? many more, many more assorted, varied jobs, but now mm. I do storyboards for a living and it's great. So that's all behind me now. No more weird jobs. The one regret right. I don't have, uh, I mean, the one regret I do have actually is I've never worked at Taco Bell. Mm. Like, I feel like that was like the pinnacle of like fast food excellence is working at taco bell because like whenever you go to taco bell and they get your order wrong you're like ah, i'm gonna order wrong but like if they ever get your order right you're like good job taco bell you did it and it's it's one of those like i would take pride and like some of the like they you know those people that like look in their bag before they leave the drive-thru like mm -hmm. i would like to sit in the drive-thru and just like have somebody look in the bag and be like you did good kid and then just drive off and be like I'm done, guys. That's the end of my shift. And walk out. That would be that's the dream. So maybe after I, I'm no longer working where I currently am, I can go work at payroll. Uh, uh, sorry, at uh, at Taco Bell. At Taco Bell. Mm. Josh, you're an odd bird. You know that. <laughs> would you never? Would, what if we got if I if, if Taco Bell sponsored us to all work at a Taco Bell for like one day, and they would pay us. Five hundred dollars. You should work at a Taco Bell for five hundred for one day. For one sure. Day? Yeah. Then don't sure. scoff at it when they sponsor this podcast. When? When they sponsor podcast. Like, I don't see, know. Maybe see, with with them you live you live moss. With us, <laughs> you live mucho. I was thinking through the whole film that they would try to replicate the Taco Bell food at home. Right? I thought that's what Steve Coogan was going to yeah. do. Just yeah. kind of like deconstruct it and like, this all is, right, mm -hmm. I have made a nachos bel grande. This is one of the notes that I had, like, when when we actually ended up, if, if we ended up, ended up actually talking about the plot, uh, I think, is, I think we've, I think we've, we've we talked about Taco now. Bell enough. I think we yeah. can talk about the plot now. Okay. So there's a I, movie behind this Taco Bell commercial. A, <laughs> they wrote a whole movie for Taco Bell. It's very progressive. Um, uh, yeah, my note was it, it feels like Steve Coogan like Erasmus never really had like like um, a moment where they actually had to like yeah because the whole thing was like Paul Rudd had to like come around to caring about this kid and ended up doing most of the work and then mm -hmm. get it and then got mad at Erasmus for being, you know, not only a little bit child childish in raising the kid, but also may or may not have cheated on him. Yeah. Well, and then we has just cheated before. So yeah, it's a pretty good indication. And then it, and then Paul leaves and then the only reason that they're back together is because he decides he can't leave. He sees that picture of him on the cover of the book. Yeah. And Yell's they have fun. a conversation. Yeah. At the very beginning where Erasmus was like, you make me smile like that. You make me laugh like that. You're the only person who can. And then Paul Rudd turns around and goes back. But you're right. Erasmus never like shows remorse or changes. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely like Erasmus is in the movie, but it's mainly about Paul, Paul, Paul. Yeah. Um, and, and Paul, Paul. Uh, wow. Uh, it just sounds like Paul, Paul when you say it. Uh, yeah. But Paul, Paul, uh, he, you know, it, it's more about him and his growing and his journey about learning that. I mean, he doesn't want kids to then loving this kid. And when the first thing that he does when, uh, Angel Bill gets uh, in the car accident is Paul's the first one to the bedside and like yeah. hugging him. So yeah. it's like you see all of the change and their interactions with each other are great. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. phenomenal. It's, it's super cute. Um, 
they have great chemistry. Yes. And I don't know if that's just because Paul Rudd's a great actor or if they had just great chemistry. So is Steve Steve Coogan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I felt like the movie really set up Steve Coogan as the main character when it felt like mm. they should have really set up Paul Paul as the main character. Or at least like the way I kind of was watching it was that first like opening sequence where they're like shooting the the cowboy scene is this mm-hmm. is a movie about both of them. Yeah. Because it's framed like their relationship is framed from kind of an outside looking in sort of thing. You're not looking at it from the perspective of Paul or, or Erasmus. You're like, oh, these people are married and this is a movie about them. Um, mm-hmm. And then it ends up being apparently more about Paul Paul. Yeah, I liked it though. It was, I really did enjoy yeah. this movie. It reminded me of this movie I saw when I was a kid called When Savannah Smiles. And it's two guys, except I don't believe they were a couple. Uh, I don't know. I was very little, but my parents rented it. So they probably weren't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these two guys who are robbers and this little girl from the house they're robbing like climbs into the back of their car when they drive away. So it's these like, two older gruff guys trying to take care of this little girl who doesn't want to go home because her parents don't love her right sad mm-hmm. but uh i love i love these kind of movies with like yeah, dudes who don't too. know how to take care of kids mm-hmm. learning to really love the kids they have to take care of yeah it always in it it usually never goes the way that you want it to go Mm-hmm. But with this one, it was like, oh, they they adopt the kid in the end because usually yeah. it's one of those like the dad's going to get his life together, so they may sometimes see the kid, may sometimes not see the kid type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like in uh, the a marriage story. You know, mm. it's like what's going to happen? Which we should do the we should do a marriage story at some point. I'd that be would down be to rewatch that one. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't seen Marriage Story, but shout out to my friend Joe. Uh, we all worked on this is when I was working in person at Camp Cretaceous where we had a we had like a square of four of us who were back to back in our desks and Joe loved marriage story and he printed out a scene from it and made me and another guy in our pod Kevin act it out Ooh, was boy. it the it was wasn't it the, the punching everyday, through the wall it wasn't yeah. the everyday that, I wake oh. up scene uh i can't remember what it was but like we did it because we would work late nights so like when everybody else would leave he would just direct us and we would yell and scream at each other doing this marriage story scene so see i'd be interested to see how scarlett johansson and i play it differently (laughs) weirdly it's the same (laughs) acting acting uh yeah like this I th- I thought all the bits in this movie were were very cute. Um, mm. The dad, uh, you know, not good, bad, not 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 good dad. No. Um, mm-hmm. But it, so Con- Connor didn't know, but Meg, you know Adam Tots, the cartoonist dude that's on Instagram a lot. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, he did, did he a you, scary like- story cartoon. Yes. Once are you saying he re- does he remind you of Paul Rudd's character? Yes. Like okay. they look the exact same. <sighs> like okay. Yeah. Uh but no yeah, like I yeah, Adam's com- like comics like especially those scary ones, if I can't do those. His horror comics just really get to me, especially the one with the the guy who finds an abandoned cabin at night and there's all these strange portraits hung around all of the walls mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, uh, shoulders up portraits of these weird faces just like staring and then he wakes up the next morning and they're not picture frames they're all windows they're all windows yeah. i'm just like it's, oh dude it's bad man it's i think like, i might have seen like, that one and then yeah and then the, it, it like zooms out and there's just one. like footprints like all around like the oh i love that yeah, stuff or whatever it's like oh mm-hmm. uh i remember when name. he was doing that thing on instagram where uh, he was like, my house is haunted, or like his apartment was haunted. The lady watching him. Well, no, 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 like no. This was like 
this was like real. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like drawing it or anything. He was like, my apartment is haunted. And like, he would like have pictures of like, this is here. And then this is here. And then like, he'd set up like a little camera thing. It was like time-lapse and like stuff would just move. And he was like, my whole place is haunted. I don't want to live here anymore. And it just stuff like that. And oh God, oh, I love but it. No, I know. I know the comment. I know the comic that you're talking about where he's like, I feel like I'm being watched. And it's like the, oh, or the or the one where he's like watching the 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 AS like the the ASMR streamer or whatever, and then like mm-hmm. she's not there, she like she walks out of out of the uh, out of the stream, and then like she's like in his room, and you're like, oh, oh. dude, so, his stuff's scary. Now I can't. Oof. I love it. I'm not gonna be so, able to sleep. I haven't said a lot of scary stuff. I've I've done, you know, I mostly do sci-fi fantasy nonsense. Sure. Um, and I ran a poll on Twitter earlier this week being like, oh, hey, what should I listen to next? I've heard great things about these podcasts. And it was like uh, Dungeons and Daddies, Critical Role, Magnus Archives, and Wolf 359. And I don't know, like I obliquely know what Dungeons and Daddies and Critical Role are about because I know that they're real play D&D podcasts, but I don't know much about Wolf 359 or Magnus Archives. And Magnus Archives wins by like a, you know, pretty good chunk of of the margin and Mm. like all the comments are oh it's so scary and i'm like it's scary it's scary but i'm I'm a woman of my word and i'm gonna hold to that random twitter thingy well 359 that's got to be a star trek thing right you'd think right yeah i mean that's like right there um i would say tannis too tannis is a good one that's pretty scary Mm -hmm. I mean, I sent, I, I replied with my own suggestion of you Kill did. James Bond, which you is did. so much fun. It's just three uh, British people, like they're all, they're all like transgender folks, mm-hmm. just absolutely trashing on every James Bond <laughs> movie. Nice, and it's delightful. I'll put, um, I'll put it on the list. The f- I survive Magnus <laughs> Archives. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tannis is Tannis is another one where it's it's kind of like they do it like serial, but so it's this whole like he's investigating and everything, and then everything goes bad. He tells a story that about like this Korean horror story about this elevator mm. where if you go up to this one floor uh, and uh, you at a certain time if you go up to this one floor and it stops and somebody gets on don't look at them i've heard about this that and i'm like he tells this story i hate that stuff it's so bad and i'm just like it's like this weird like creepypasta thing that's on reddit and i'm like nope nope it like i was just listening to it at work and i was just like i had i like stopped working and i was like no there's elevators here <laughs> I don't like this. I I love how much the internet has like contributed to like urban legends and like the whole thing of like internet culture not only being like a contributor to but a part of those stories. Mm-hmm. Red it's... Web is a good podcast. Uh it's one of the new ones from Rooster Teeth. They do a lot of conspiracy stuff. Mm. um and weird mysteries and stuff like that so that's fun Mm. anyway so Uh, this movie ideal (laughs) wait i want to i want to do one last small supernatural tangent because uh okay is it about misha collins no actually it was before misha got on the show but connor there is an episode of supernatural about that about the internet and urban legends where they're um there's this house that some teens prank their friends into thinking is haunted. And someone takes a bunch of pictures of the house and these weird symbols on the wall and they upload it to the internet. And so this very specific kind of ghost is there. So our main characters, the Winchester boys go in to like kill the ghost the way they normally would. And there's no effect on it. And then the details of the story change online and the ghost that shows up in the house also changes and there was a a tie-in between one of the symbols on the walls like was based off of belief so whatever was going on in the threads uh the comment section of this website 
that was what was like controlling the monster instead. Oh, like, I like it's, that. It's, it's like Twitch plays Pokemon, but with a but with a poltergeist, basically. <laughs> I love that. But with yeah. demons. Twitch they, plays they, Pokemon. That yeah. was a thing. So Pokemon. Are you guys ready to talk about Pokemon for 10 yeah. more minutes? I'm so ready to uh, talk about Pokemon. <laughs> when are we going to do a Supernatural episode? Yeah. Uh, does that mean we have to watch the entirety of Supernatural? No, you can stop at season five. I'm listening to a Supernatural podcast right now called Monster of the Week, and they are doing a they they tackle two or three episodes at a time, but How they're doing the full now? watch through season thirteen. Wow, longer mm-hmm. than I went. That's there's only there's know. only eighteen seasons, Connor. It's okay. Right. Fifth. Uh, yeah, there's there's know. only fifteen. <laughs> No, but if I, uh, you say eighteen, it makes Connor sweat saying that. That's coming. I'm already sweating from the idea, just from what I've heard recently of how things have gone. I just don't know. Uh, I was recording another podcast with my sister, and uh, she was doing the wrap up. So I pulled up my Twitter, and I ended up seeing a huge supernatural spoiler Wait, for the you... episode before oh, the finale. So what did you pull up? Uh. Tw- bloody twitter so you pulled up bloody twitter there it is yeah. nice. <laughs> i pulled uh, up bloody twitter and <laughs> uh i found out about a huge character death uh spoiler oh, no. in the episode before the finale <laughs> and a romantic confession attached to it <laughs> oh i think this is what i heard about yeah and I, I was like, I know oh, exactly what this is. Too little, too late, babes. No it's good. the thing that absolutely blew up Tumblr. <laughs> Long yeah, after it, anyone expected Tumblr it. was still able to blow up. Uh-huh. Dean, I'm in love with you. Blech. It's like, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Time to go to super hell. <laughs> Call me what you want. Call me by your name. <laughs> Gotta ride the pole all the way down. Fun times uh, for that supernatural spoiler. Uh, Welcome all to right, Erasmus. Erasmus. Uh, Erasmus. Do you think Erasmus was a DSTL fan? Destiel? What oh, I, I guess his name is Dean, huh? Yeah, DSTL. I've never pronounced it DSTL. I've always said well, Destiel. Well, here's the thing. No one's ever pronounced it out loud to you before. It's one of those, like, you oh always gosh. read it. You know what I mean? No one's dared. I don't like it. It sounds like destiality. Exactly. <laughs> the destiality. Uh, uh, when you Meg, put it that is, way, Meg. Destiality is all three of them because Sam is a moose. <laughs> oh wow! No, no Winchester. There's a lot to no unpack here. <laughs> okay, let's go in a very Especially, unsexy oh. tangent now. Because Sam, because Sam, he drinks demon blood, and you can never trust anybody that drinks demon blood. That's true, but yeah. Uh, here's here's a random tangent in the completely opposite direction. So mm. the name Erasmus, I oh, actually so have actually doing okay. Back to yeah. The show. Oh yeah. I right. actually have a, a like triple great grandfather named Erastus. There you go, Erastus oh, Kingdom. Yeah. Was he a cook or a chef? Uh, no, but his sons discovered the. Bingham Copper Mine, which would become the Kennecott Copper Mine, world's largest strip mine. You can see it from space. Wow. wow. So there you go. That Party legal it up in Utah? at the local strip mine. What? Is that legal in Utah? <laughs> I thought there were different laws there. I know, Sorry. right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Kennecott, Kennecott Copper Mine. Anyway, Erastus. Erasmus. Erasmus. Uh, uh, do you think that was just for like Steve Coogan? Like maybe he didn't. He just kept calling. Do you think his name, like Paul's name in the in the in the movie, was like, you know, Euphrates or something? But like Steve Coogan just kept calling him Paul on accident. But like I, I just can't. And they're just like, no, we're just I him absolutely Paul. believe we're just, that. We're just gonna name him Paul. And it's just like there you go, name to Paul. I just I like the idea that because his his full name is just ridiculous. It was like. Erasmus Dickinsonian behemoth. Uh, that was not accurate, but you know. It might and as well have been. Paul. 
Um, Paul. Yeah. Uh, Erasmus Dicky V. Brumble. Brumble. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, then we never get Paul's last name, just this Paul. Mm. I just I finished a, a full watch through of Modern Family because all 11 seasons are up on Hulu. And mm. this really felt like uh, it could have fit in the Modern Family universe. They reminded me a lot of the dynamics yeah. between Mitch and Cam. So, there you go. I, we'll I say, haven't seen enough of Modern Family to say one or the other, but... That's all same. I know now. Um, I will say it is nice that they got uh, Alex uh, Gordoncella as a small cameo on there. From She's a Food Network person. So okay, she's she's in the she's at the part in the party scene, and it's just like ah yes, okay. The, so that that where you're like oh yeah the party like the the food people know each other uh, yeah because we couldn't get the, Bobby Flay or uh yeah Ray unfortunately the dinner party where they just make sure everyone realizes that all of these people are terrible. Mm-hmm. I like it's like I've got cocaine and cake. Uh, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's like one of the first times that you really realize that Erasmus isn't, you know, super great because he does forget Paul's yeah. birthday, and you're just like, oh, how do you forget like husband O's birthday? Like that's not cool. Um, yeah, like to me, like Erasmus was definitely not the main focus of this film. He is definitely a main character in the film, but like it was all Paul for me. Um, yeah. Or Adam mm-hmm. Tots, yeah. Like it was, it was all Adam, and uh, I was, I was all for it. But yeah, uh, Paul and Bill's relationship, I think, is is that our, was really cool. Is our uh, what's that word called? I'm tired. I can't think of it. I need a little more context. Arc? When it arc, yeah, that's that's our okay. that's our main arc there. Our yeah, uh, yeah. progression. When your character grows. Character development. That's it. It's our character. There it is. The scene where he saves Angel Bill from getting uh from getting hit by the the motorcyclist in the street and then has a panic attack and like oh poor angel bill has watched his own mother die already he's watching this dude have a meltdown and then they're in the ambulance together and the ambulance tech is like do you know what a panic attack is he's like yes have you called an ambulance for a panic attack before? Like nine times. And the look the kid the look of disgust like, the kid gives him. Yeah. Good. I Adam Tots is the name of the of the kid, the kid actor. Okay. No. Or, uh, no. Tiny Tots. No, Tiny. Adam Adam Tots is the comic who right. Paul Rudd looks like. The child okay. actor's name is Jack Gore. Jack Gore, because I've was, seen him in a bunch of stuff. He was in that. He was in some uh, some Netflix sh- movie about like the end of the world. Oh, conveniently called Rim of the World. Okay, that wasn't what I've seen, but I did. He looked very. He looks very familiar, and he does really, really well as the kind of like rough edge twelve year old kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who who comes bringing a Bible, cocaine, and cash yeah as one does his report that he gives in school oh my gosh was really sweet but also very funny yeah like his report's not wrong (laughs) and i love that paul and erasmus are just like dying the entire yeah this is serious and it's like we can't say any of those words I can't say any of those words. The people that the teacher was afraid of offending are the people that are laughing right now. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Because, yeah, because that's like one of the first things that... The interaction he has with yeah, Paul. Yeah, Bill has with Paul, yeah. He calls him yeah. that, and you're just like, bro. Oof. And then how it's like, you're not supposed to call anybody that because it's bad. And then, yeah, that's just like the growth of the characters. I did like... uh when they go to Taco Bell and it's, but it's yeah. breakfast time. So it's like, <laughs> I have to stand out and be like, has it been has 45 it been, minutes I, yet? It's like, no, it's been two. <laughs> like that was great. Um, 
the contrast of the two times that Bill goes to Taco Bell with Erasmus and then goes to Taco Bell with Paul. And then they have Christmas at Taco Bell, which is adorable. Mm -hmm. I think that should be a podcast once the pandemic is over. Podcast tradition. We have our our podcast um, Christmas Christmas dinner at or Christmas Eve dinner probably because yeah. I don't believe they're open on Christmas. Our Christmas Eve dinner at Taco Bell. I'm blowing okay, off but family gatherings. Yeah, you this. need to do it. What if yeah. we did it Christmas in July at Taco Bell? Because <laughs> then we wouldn't have to blow off our families for the Yuletide gatherings. I, Plus, I, would... I mean, we're not actually going to have it on Christmas oh. Eve. Like, do you know, like, any... <laughs> uh, like any like Christmas Eve parties that actually happen on Christmas Eve? No, it's, they're like it's they're December like the tenth. More <laughs> exactly. It's more of a business Christmas Christmas party that happens in like November fifteenth. Yeah, it's like we'll we'll have it probably like December twentieth or something like that. You know, it's yeah. like it's we well, get a cool fight. I mean, you get some time. Your relatives haven't come there yet, yeah. so yeah, it just it just works out for everybody. One of my friends. Uh, has already started planning their Halloween party specifically because they've put the stipulation that you, in order to come to the party, you need to bring proof that you've been vaccinated. (laughs) So excited. You're giving them a nice, a nice lead up almost enough time to where they're going to have to get the booster shot. Mm. Yeah. So I don't want to think about that. Third time's a charm. I mean, it's third time's a charm until you got to get the fourth time, mm. and the fifth time, and then it just replaces your fuel. It just shot gets steadily on. less and less charming. Uh, then one day they'll they'll combine just your regular flu shot and your COVID shot, and then you only get one shot, but it's going to be super thick like penicillin, and it's going to be awesome, guys. Anyway, so ideal <laughs> home. Um, what what would you guys yeah this is guys unfortunately this is what happens when we haven't recorded in a while um we just go on a tangent about anything Meg, you weren't you weren't there when we talked about captain fantastic it was uh i wasn't it was a chaotic hilarious mess we were good though hippies in the forest hippies in the forest <laughs> uh that's the title of the of of connor's autobiography is going to be hippies in the forest no yeah um yeah uh what would you guys what would you guys uh do this on on our scale of pass rent by stream uh wait pass wait uh stream is not the highest honor yeah i know no it's not i messed up uh it's pass stream rent by i would rent it i would stream it not yeah. because i disliked it but just i was like oh yeah that's a fun film but i yeah i wasn't as emotionally attached to it as some of the other stuff we've covered yeah for I, me it was like i don't watch a lot of like straight up comedies so watching this was a nice a nice treat it's just a, it was i was just like that was just a solid like nicely made comedy a nicely made comedy that you could see yourself spending $2.99 for HD on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I rented it first, uh, and then I ended up buying it because I, I liked it so much. Um, whereas, like, I do love my comedies. So I was very I was very happy with this one. Um, so, yeah, it's a buy for me. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, not not bad. I you know, I thought it was a fun, a fun, a fun little movie. Um, I think that was the re- shot really that really long uh ad for taco bell yeah just a the shot commercial. that really like won me over was like right near the beginning where bill's dad is hanging out the window and bill's just standing there just hucking gravel at him yeah just like thoroughgrass is like, i was just like this is good <laughs> this is i'm glad this is happening right now there's a yeah. lot to unpack here but <laughs> uh fun yeah yeah um so guys this was a this was a fun little fun little bit what's next it was i think it's meg's turn next it is meg's turn uh supernatural season 13 guys nope it's watch where's my dvd it's the fall 
It's oh, the yeah. movie The Fall. The Fall. Right. Is that I remember scary? you telling no no that's not a no. good sign it's not scary okay it's got some sadness though the fall with okay. lee pace with lee pace and his lee face filmed <laughs> over like nine years in 17 different countries oh wow uh, a huge insistence on practical effects and sets very artsy fartsy right. i really love right. it uh Eiko Ishikawa was the costume designer. Uh, so she also did like the Dracula film and stuff. Uh, nice. It's uh, the story of a um, 1920s Los Angeles. A come on, Meg, you can do it. A stunt performer uh, has an accident, falls off a train track during a stunt and injures his back and ends up in the hospital and this young girl from an immigrant family who works in an orange orchard she falls out of a tree and breaks her arm and the two of them befriend each other in the hospital so half of it is their story as they interact with each other and the other half is he's telling her he's telling her a story and she's imagining what it would look like and the director said that he had this idea that this little girl has never seen a movie so she doesn't imagine things with the same sort of cinematic language that you would expect right. with this sort of storytelling and has done some really unique and very cool shots and setups and things and okay. i would really like to watch the fall this sounds very artsy fartsy and i'm ready yeah I it's very know. different from my last pick which was fleabag <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I can take some artsy-fartsy. I don't know if I've ever seen an artsy-fartsy film. You, Captain Fantastic was a little fartsy. It was fartsy. I don't know about artsy, though. It was... It was... It was there, were, there were some artsy-farts in there. Like I said, there were some farts in there. Uh, Great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no... Uh, <laughs> uh yeah this was a this is a good episode we uh we we had fun we talked uh about the movie for i think maybe maybe 10 minutes um yeah. the rest the rest, Collectively. Of, the rest of the time was you know around other yeah. things the the uh, tangents always came was, back was, yeah yeah it's always it's always movie adjacent at least uh, yeah, uh, a movie, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Sorry. Um, I'm tired guys. <sighs> anyway, so where can everybody find you guys social media wise? Uh, you could find me on bloody Twitter as third child art. Same bloody with Instagram. Nice. And you can catch me every other week as the game master for typecast RPG over on Twitch. Uh, every other Wednesday, I run a Star Trek Adventures RPG. So that's twitch.tv slash typecast RPG. Are you looking nice. for some new ensigns? I'm just saying, awaiting uh, ensigns. We are booked with guests for a couple months, but Not cool. but Josh, I'll have you on. <laughs> Here's the thing. You have these guests, but... Do you not need a character to die like in the first five minutes of your stream? That could be me. Everybody needs. It's, I want to be. What color shirt is that? Well, it, it depends. Like if it we're if we're depend. original series, they're red. Yeah. Wear those, or really, it's original series. It's anybody and everybody. It's, they just kill whoever they want. Uh, it's about thirty-eight percent red. It's about. 24% yellow and 21% blue and then the rest of it is those people in like other in colors like the yeah. robes that are just like wearing robes in the original series <laughs> for some reason and you're like all right but uh even though the highest incidence of fatalities are from red shirts uh there are fluor blue shirts in the crew to begin with so it's actually a little more dangerous to be a blue shirt than it is to be a red shirt. I mean, you... red shirts, like everybody has that color. So it's like, yeah, we, got, we have plenty of red shirts to spare. Now, 
uh, nice. green shirts, however, there's there's <laughs> one person that wears it, and he does a really good job of not dying. Wow. Who's the green shirt? Captain Kirk wears that green shirt oh. sometimes. The one where the oh, logo, right. instead of being you're here, is like right. on like the bottom, like on the hip. Yeah, and you're like, like some sort of polo is... shirt. And it's like, and it's not right side up either. It's like off to the side yeah. and askew. And you're like, why is this like this? It's cool, I guess. Wow. That's one of our wolf shirts. We'll have we'll have a red, a yellow, <laughs> and a blue wolf shirt that just has the wolf on it. And then we'll make a special green one only for the three of us. And it'll be over here on the side, the hip, on the hip. And people will be like, why? And you're like, Star Trek. Anyway, uh, you can find me uh, at on Twitter at, at Connor Thiessen, as well as TallLankyGuy96. You can also find me at Instagram, TallLankyGuy96. You can also find me on YouTube and Twitch at tall lanky guy yeah uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l Kane. you can find the podcast on instagram at what's up fandom on twitter at what's up fandom pc for podcast all of our episodes are available itunes stitcher podbean google play spotify youtube and on our website animationstationpodcast.com thanks to wild bill soda for sponsoring this episode um use the link in the description and get 10 percent off your uh, purchase or use code fandom 10 at checkout to get that 10 percent um because yeah i mean without conventions right now there was only one way for wild bills to you know sell their delicious craft sodas and so they canned them for the fandom um so yeah we've got that uh be sure and check out uh one out of ten they do the intro and outro for this uh for this podcast uh super cool guys i think they just had a uh, a new like um, mini album drop recently, so check them out on Spotify and wherever you listen to music. Um, but guys, thanks, thanks so much for uh, coming on and having a good time with me. Thank um, you. Yeah. So uh, for what's up, fandom? I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Meg. Stay hydrated. Have a good night. It's Mexican jazz. <laughs>